Joe Missoula cops to his sins. He should have called a timeout. Still think this was a failure on three levels. Four if you count Jalen Brown. We'll talk about that right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. We're here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every single day with a free, fresh podcast for subscribers dropped directly to your device. If you are uh, on whichever app and you haven't subscribed, go ahead, fire it up, subscribe, and then once it drops, you'll see it pop up. You can also watch a show on YouTube, hop in the comment section, lots of people in the comment section talking about that loss in game four. Lots of Sixers fans talking their junk. I'm John Corrales. I used to play back in the day. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Later on, we'll get to some of the Jalen Brown stuff. Uh, There's a lot to still kind of get to here. Jalen Brown, uh, the last play, the last 30 seconds or 20-some-odd seconds. But uh, we'll start with Joe Mazzulla and uh, his admission that I should have called a timeout. By the way, today's show is brought to you by Game time, download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Tom Westerholm is here. Tom underscore NBA. How underscore are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome back uh, from Philly. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I am back. Yeah, it was a, it was a little rough. And um I I you know I, I decided to drive, which is uh not my usual choice. I, I love it. I love it. You should do it. All, like everybody should do it all the time. Big driving so, guy. So yeah, you're right. You know, it wasn't bad. I have you know, you know, my car, I like my car. Um, but that's there's a stretch of 95 through Connecticut that might just be uh, winding roads through Satan's intestinal tract. It's just the worst stretch of highway in America, uh, and it's difficult. But hey, you know what? Uh, the, the the ride home after that game four loss just made it that much better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was good. It was good. Let, let's get to that because uh, let's let's uh, Joe Mazzulla held a, a Zoom. The, the Celtics are, are you know making Joe available on days where guys are traveling. Yeah. So you know, the, shout out to them. They are making the accommodations to make sure Joe Mazzulla has a chance to talk the day after, so it's not you know dragging on and on and on. Uh, which I like, you know, they're not asking him, we're not asking him the questions before game five about the stuff from game four. We still right. you know, get that out of the way now, yep. let him get through that. And then game five, we can, we can all turn our focus forward. So I think that's smart to do. But in this, in this call, he was asked obviously about the last play and he said, Hey, several you know, times, <laughs> several times. And he, he said, I admit, you know, in hindsight's hindsight's 2020 and you know, uh, you, you learn a few things you should have, should have called the timeout. Um, let me see if I can get the exact quote here. Um, but, but it doesn't matter what the exact quote is. It, basically, he understands that you should have gone two for one. You should have gotten the ball up. So my my take is still the same from, from after the game. I don't care about not calling the timeout right away. Right. Um, that's fine. But let's emphasize, if 
the ball is inbounded. You sprint up the floor. I don't mind sacrificing two, three seconds of getting the ball up the floor with 18 seconds left. As long as you get into an action pretty quick and you're shooting the ball somewhere around, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds, somewhere in that range. Like you, you have time to take five, six seconds, which is a lot of time on an offensive possession. It is to you know that that's twenty five percent of the shot clock. You can get and how many how many times have these guys shoot within twenty five percent of the shot clock? Um, you've and and you haven't called the timeout, so you have the matchups you want. Harden, Maxi, credit Harden for making some defensive plays, but you still absolutely have Harden out there. Maxi is a guy they like to attack. Tobias Harris is a guy they like to attack. So go attack it, yes. go score. I mean, you guys are proud of your defense, right? Go defend. It's the same thing I said the last week. So throw the numbers out and go score and then defend. They had done a really, really good job of defending prior to Jalen Brown's poor decision. So I, I remain okay with the timeout not being called. If you go up real quick, because then you still have the two timeouts. And if you shoot quick enough and you make, and what if they make? Well, now you have another timeout right. to advance the ball and get yours. So it, all of that is to say, I'm glad Joe admitted it. Let, I'll, I'll get your reaction first before I go into my next spiel. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think it's interesting. So on, on Boston.com, I did like a second by second breakdown of this, right? Like for just like, just to like, to really hammer home each of the moments when a timeout could have been called, right? Like, so, yeah. so the Celtics, if you, if you watch right at the beginning of the play, right, the Sixers did something smart. They brought, they let, like Tobias Harris stayed up and prevented the inbound from going to Tatum so that Tatum could have brought the ball up because that would have sped the things up for the Celtics. Honestly, given the result that might've won the game for the Celtics because Tatum would have driven earlier. He would have found smart earlier. Smarts three went in like the, them keeping the ball out of Tatum's hands initially made the Celtics, have smart bring it up and then have to pass to Tatum. But like there's this dead period from 13.5 seconds to right around six where nothing happens. Yes. Like absolutely nothing. And, and that's any that's of the seconds in between 13.5 and six where nothing happens. It would have been a good idea to call the timeout. Right. Because it was very clear that it was stagnant by the time, you know, and then at six seconds. Tatum is still directing the play, right? Like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart comes up and is and Smart's gonna set a screen and Tatum's like, no, get out of here. That's happening at six seconds. Like, that's you need to be in it by then. I mean, honestly, you should like you were saying, you should probably have had the shot up by then, but you definitely need to be into your action by that point. You can't still be chilling at that point. And I, I mean, it's just you know, Derek White just kind of meandering out to the three-point line to set the screen with the guy that the Celtics very expressly wanted in the action. Like, it, like Tatum obviously taking his time. Like, it uh, it all just took so long so that by the time Tatum actually made his move, I mean, the game was basically over unless Tatum created a miracle at the rim. And he almost, and he almost could have, but that's neither here nor there. So this is what I've been saying that the final... Basically, 30 seconds is a failure at four different levels. Um, but let's one of those levels is Jalen Brown's leaving James Harden, which we'll talk about in a we'll minute. To that. Yep. The final play is a failure at at least three different levels because 
and, Al and, Horford, you're exempt. Way to stand in the corner, yeah. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? We can throw Al Horford in there if you want, because Al's been around, man. He should know better. Yeah. He should. He should he be at a least. Great time out he does, celebration. He does a great. Yeah, he could have just big time out. Everybody would have seen it. Right. Everybody would have seen. You're right. Um, he should have been at least like if no one else is doing something, Al should have at you know. This is picking nits at at the highest level. So I, you're right. Al Horford is exempt, but I can also make the argument that. Al Horford's been around long enough where he should have been like, hey, come on, go, 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 and like gesturing. And maybe if Al is gesturing, maybe Joe Mazzulla is like, oh, I'll call a timeout now. Um, but it starts with Joe not calling the timeout, like looking at the clock going, come on, guys, come on. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere around, the, like it gets over at what, 14, did you say, 13, 12? That uh, 13.5 is when Smart crossed half court. Cross half court, right. Yep. At that point, between 13 and, let's say, 11, where it's very clear they're not going anywhere. Everything had stopped. Timeout. Yep. Yep. So that's... that's no question. That's, that's that's failure number one. Failure number two. Mark is smart. You want to be the point guard so damn bad? Point guard. That is not point guarding. And I'm the biggest Marcus Smart guy you're going to find. Excellent, excellent player. Yep. That's not point guarding. That is, I don't know where his head was at. So a point guard has to know time, score, situation. I swear, I said it on last night's podcast. They were acting like like, like it was a J.R. Smith moment. Like they were acting like they just, it was a tie game. It was weird. They were acting like it was a tie game. It's like no one understood that they were down one. Yep. So right behind Joe Mazzulla is Marcus Smart, and he is just better than that. He's yeah. better than that. And it's just, you know, thinking about that after the fact, like, your point guard has to be aware. Let's go. Let's push it. Get it up the floor faster. Look for, look, he should be waving his arm. Come on, Jalen. Come on, Jason. Let me drive. Let me see what I got. He's not shy. Go no. drive. If you're going to drive and there's nobody to kick, then, you know, dribble your way through. Chris Paul your way back out and at least – show that you're you're trying something so that's failure number two failure number three obviously is jason tatum for like hey you go that way you go that way you hey you're you got the ball you're you're setting this whole thing up the play is for you go before go before five seconds yeah like get come on come on like again time score situation hold that thought yep tom's reaction to that because we're going to continue this and get into the Jalen Brown stuff next. First, let's talk about the Game Time app, which, hey, if you didn't expect uh, a Game Six in Philly, you want to go, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, let's let's check it out. Game Time might be a great way to get yourself a ticket because there's no planning months in advance for this one. They've got tickets on uh, deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, sports, it can be concerts, it could be a comedy show, it could be a theater, uh, whatever you want. The Game Time app has those tickets available at the last second. And the Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time credits you 110% of the difference. You can get images of your seat, 
right before you buy it so you can say, hey, all right, now I know what I'm looking at when I go to whatever it is I'm going to. Tickets, matter of seconds, two taps, boom, you're done. And they're sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your emails uh, to when you get to the venue. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA. That'll give you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Celtics Sixers Game 5, 7.30 at the Garden. Obviously, the winner of Game 5 wins most of the time, so I'd say it's an important game. You can catch it all on Sirius XM. Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell, the hometown radio call. It's on the SXM app. Search Celtics. Tom Westerholm had a reaction to what I said about the failure at four levels, three levels on the last play. Joe, Marcus Smart for not point guarding, Jason Tatum for not recognizing the situation and moving faster. Tom? Well, the the only other thing I was going to add about Tatum is if if you watch like carefully on his drive, he got the step on Maxi and Embiid comes over, right? And that's and I think Embiid collapsing is the reason Tatum kicked it out. He kind of had a shot. Like Embiid did not go up to contest him. Like he kind of had that layup. Right. I, I I now he was moving very fast and he might have missed. Like I understand all that stuff. I sure. But like Am I going to have to pause this play up so we can take a look at it? I'm. I, I listen, man. I'm. I'm down. I, this is going to be another. I had a shot at it. A YouTube. Uh, go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to find this. This is going to be a YouTube spectacular. But we'll talk. We'll talk uh, a YouTube exclusive. I should say. We'll talk. We'll continue to talk it through so the people who are listening on the podcast don't feel left out. But uh, yeah. let me let me call this thing up because you're right. Like I I questioned whether Tatum. Uh, should have shot the ball. Okay, let me. Okay, screen sharing. Let's do it. Again, we'll talk it through for the folks on the uh, on the podcast uh, or on the uh, audio podcast. Whoops, technology. Okay, <clears throat> so with them go. There are thirteen. 11.9 seconds left. So Horford's in the corner. Derek White. Oh, Again, meandering okay. in the middle. Meandering. <laughs> All right. The, this. Okay. Wave J, uh, Jalen Brown off. Marcus Smart. Play. Like, come on. Do something. You know what, Marcus? Just take Jason. J, Jalen. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, James Harden off the dribble. Just take him off the dribble. Dribble Absolutely. to the right. Go draw Joel Embiid, kick it to Al Horford. Let's see if he can make up for it. Right there, boom. And you know what's going to happen is Tyrese Maxey is going to come chase you. You can dump it off to Derek White. P.J. Tucker comes over. Jalen Brown, wide open corner three. Like, that's going to be the progression of that play. If Marcus just goes. like Also, yeah. Go ahead. Also. Well, no, also a uh, fun little Easter egg for anybody who watches this play again. Watch the bench reacting to this. You can see Grant Williams going... Come on! Tatum you can see Peyton Pritchard going. Come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tatum. You can see Aaron Miles just kind of freaking out over there. Like it's people are yeah, people are not happy. Uh, people as are watching. not happy at this point. No. So right away, Horford setting up. Them go. Like I know that this is what I was saying. One of these recent podcasts, the everyday listeners, everydayers will, will remember. Like you can't just go to Jason Tatum all the time. Don't don't just go to Jason all the time. Um, 
There's Smart's one, play there. Okay. Play. Fine. They've gone this far. I don't know why Tatum is this casual and he's looking at the clock. You can see him at this point. He's looking backwards at the clock on the other side. He's like, okay, and I know I've got. He's so far from the hoop, too. Yeah. Like, he's like, on the six on the logo. Facing and that's the other not a huge logo. Like, with, no, these, it's not. Some of these logos are huge. That's not a big one. Um, so, again, a failure. He should not be. Tatum against and, by the way, also, travel. <laughs> just just for the sake of, like, I'm glad, like, this. no, no one ever calls Celtics the travel in these situations. Jordan I don't know why NBA players go. do it, Down but if we're watching him get play. the ball, just watch him get the ball. One, Tatum two, three, three, four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like, he's, he's doing, like, a little shuffle. Yep. Uh, over here at this point, Tatum. boom. Why not get it to – look at – where's James Harden looking? At the ball. Joel Embiid. At the ball. P.J. Tucker at the ball. Double teamed. No one is looking at their guy anymore. Yep. Derek White is at the top of the key. Get him the ball. 2.7 seconds left. Plenty of time for him to catch and shoot. Time to catch up fake James Harden. Dribble into a free throw line jumper. Yep. And then, to your point. Here's here's where I... Now, like... If you like, I don't know. Okay, here's the thing I understand Joel Embiid is loading up at the rim to try to block Tatum. I understand if you're Tatum that passing out of that because it looks like he's going to go for it. But if you hit play, he stops. And also, uh, I just don't, I don't know if Embiid was going to get to that. No, you know what? You know what he should have done? Sorry, go back let them go. Down by one. This is a great time. Again, now, now this, is, this is where I have issues with Jason Tatum as the superstar understand your options as the star player. Stop and pop. Look at, look at what's going to happen here. Chase, chase, reckless. Look at plant your right foot. Go straight up. Maxi will foul you. That is an absolute foul waiting to happen. Yeah. You know, or stop and fake and let Maxi foul you. And you're you're in the bonus, I believe. So even if it's on the floor, go but go straight up. Just drive, go straight up. Boom! He's chasing you. But this is when I when I talk about the failure for for Jason Tatum. Superstar is supposed to recognize who is on him. He got the switch for Maxi. Harris was was trailing him. So you know what you have. I'm guarded by Tobias Harris. I'm looking for the switch onto Maxi. I've got two guys on me. That means the guy I just left is open. So you can stop, pivot, and get it to the guy that just left you and let him make a play. You you pass it to Marcus Smart, get it, get it to the guy that's open with time. But to me, Jason was just like. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Damn, I'm out of room. Can't be me anymore. And then last option is to pass. That's where I really have the biggest problem with this this mentality of, hey, I'm the star. I got to get this done. If you're willing to pass, then be willing to pass. If you're willing to give the ball up in an advantageous situation for a part uh, a, a teammate, then do it. But do it the right way. That was Derek White in that, even with everything that we said that was wrong, Derek White was the guy. 
not Marcus Smart. And it was only Marcus Smart because Tatum was stuck. And that's that's a fact. So that that might be Tatum's biggest failure. You're the superstar. You're supposed to recognize what your what your ability is, what your gravity is, and make the play. And that and he didn't make the play. Um, yeah, I just I'll leave it at that. I, I just I think Tatum is obviously very very good, and obviously fourth in MVP voting for a reason, and obviously will be a first team All NBA deservedly. But play like that in that situation. Shows he still has so much more, and it's. Not, I'm not saying this is a negative either. It's. It, I mean, it is a bit of a negative in this particular situation, but also it's a positive because, like, man, he's got so much more that he can learn. And in that situation, I've always said Tatum's ability to manipulate the defense is like the next level of superstardom, and he does it. He's doing it better. But yeah. that was a situation where he could have really, really done it, either in giving the ball up or drawing a foul. And hey, with Tatum's ability to score, could have gone up. Maxie's not a big guy, not as big to affect Tatum. He could have maybe even drawn a three-point play on that, you know, and really ended things. So, I don't know. That's kind of all I got on that last play. Yep. Nope. That's <laughs> about it. That's about all. Uh, all right. Let's get back to... Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk about Jalen Brown and that that whole thing. Tom's got takes on Jalen. <laughs> we'll do that next. We'll give Tom the stage first. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks is giving somebody a million dollars potentially every day of the playoffs and the finals. One of you, Prize Picks users, can get a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after eight a.m. Eastern Standard gets randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry gets a six-pick flex with the following payouts. All six correct, you get a million bucks. Five correct picks, 80,000. Four correct picks, 16,000. Prizepicks.com slash million. Go there, opt in, get the full details. Prizepicks.com slash million. Once you do that, once you opt in, just play the game like normal, which means you pick two to six players. Uh, in this case, all six players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, then you win. You're not competing against other people and you're doing, you're picking from just about every sport that you can watch around the world. 60 seconds to make your entry super easy. The withdrawals come pretty quickly. Operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com to sign up. Play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first-time user, on top of everything, you get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So sign up with that promo code. Anything you deposit up to $100 gets matched only if you use that promo code locked on. Celtics Sixers game five, 730 at the garden. Obviously, the winner of game five wins most of the time. So I'd say it's an important game. You can catch it all on Sirius XM. Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell, the hometown radio call. It's on the SXM app. Search Celtics. So I, I said four failures. Um, and it's kind of wild that the top four guys, your coach, smart. Jalen and Jason were making these mistakes down the stretch that this is not, this is not how you win playoff games. You know, it, it's one thing to say Derek White made a mistake. All right. You know, that, that, um, Al Horford, I, I, you know, would expect more, but Hey, you know what? He's, he's older. Maybe he's trying to make the play. Maybe he couldn't get to whatever, whatever. Um, those, those other guys though, 
they should know better. Especially Jalen, who left uh, James Harden, which, you know, he copped to, and I don't want to belabor any points, but hey, in game five, you don't think that these situations are going to come up again. Jalen's been the number one guy guarding James Harden. So yeah. they're going to try to get him off of James Harden. They're going to try to get him into foul trouble and all of that stuff. So Jalen has to be better. He does. Uh, you know, it was interesting going back and watching the way he defended in game four. He, a lot of the time, he actually helped off Harden a lot and, and helped onto Embiid off Harden a lot. Like that was not, by no means was that the first time that he did that in that game. The big difference is that he helped off the strong side and that's just a much easier pass to make. And, you know, he just, he didn't get burned earlier. Partly, I mean, his, his helps were, you know, pretty smart. Like they were smart gambles, like times when Embiid wasn't really looking. And, and, you know, I think if you watch that play, it's like Embiid wasn't looking at Harden for most of it. It's just that he took like one extra pivot step. And then, you know, he was, he was swarmed by two people and he very correctly noted like, Oh, Hey, like one of these people who is helping made a big defensive mistake at a very important moment here. So I can, I can kick it out to Harden. So, I mean, you know, it's like, I feel for Jalen a little bit because it was something that, you know, he'd like, I, I'm sure it was just kind of like he saw, you know, Embiid was on Tatum. It was probably going to be a bucket, but you did just time and score, but yeah. like, you can't do that there. Um, so so yeah. just, a, just a tough play. <laughs> the, the time losing track of time score situation is a cardinal sin. And, or, or what was the other sin? I'm not a, I'm not a religious person. So I remember when, uh, was it venial? Is that right? I'm not Catholic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the sins that uh, Joe Mazzula mentioned. Where's uh, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> where's he? He's the guy that knows. Yeah. Um, but regardless, um, we did look yeah, it up that one time. I don't remember we, what it we was. did. We did. But the point is like this, this is a team that I completely believe can win the title. And it's, it's as I framed it on Boston sports journal, it's a battle between their flaws and their potential because they have not reached their potential yet. They absolutely have not. As I mentioned before, Jason Tatum has so far to go. But look, I, I, I'm kind of tired of this stage of the Celtics in a lot of ways. I know it's part of it, and and they can absolutely still win the championship. I think mm -hmm. they are better than the Sixers. There's a reason why I've been saying what I've been saying about the Sixers, because the Celtics have the right matchups. And yeah, the Sixers are tough. They are they're third in the East for a reason, they, you know, for a lot of good reasons, but Boston is better. Boston was the top seed for a long time. They have the better matchups. They should win this. They should win the championship looking around the league. I mean, I can't believe Miami is setting themselves up to be next. Uh, I mean, we're going to go through this again. I was, I was sitting there saying, you don't want Miami in the first round. And you here we sure are. Didn't. You sure, sure not. did not. Absolutely did not. looks like you can get Miami in the third round. Somebody <laughs> is. Oh, my God. Uh, somebody, somebody might get Miami in the fourth round. Let's not kid ourselves here about Jimmy Butler. Uh, I mean, geez. at some point, they got to remember that they suck, right? Look, look man. I, I sent this link to you, and I, I'm not going to use the word that Jimmy Butler used, but in yes. November, after the Heat started 2-5, and five, Jimmy Butler said to reporters, we're, we're still going to win the championship. I don't even care. Like, we're still going to win the effing championship. Like, he was like, he was in November, he was saying this. Like, yeah. 
they're oh like two and two and ten or something like that. Yeah, they just like really bad start. Um, he was like kind of sullenly just telling everyone, "Well, we're still going to win the championship. I don't even care." And it's like, you know, end of the season comes, you're the eighth seed. It's like, oh, haha, you know, nice try, Jimmy. And now it's like, oh no, okay, he he, he might pull this thing off. Um, big Jimmy yeah, Butler guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were a big Jimmy Butler guy. Um, but it's still still feels like a you know. It's it's still not a fluid. It's not fluid right now. It's it's not. Um, it, it, they they still need to understand that for them to be their best, and this is where the disconnect is. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown absolutely believe in their abilities. They're one hundred percent confident in their abilities, and they believe they're two of the best players in the NBA, which is objectively true. Mm-hmm. They are both among the top fifteen to twenty. And top NBA players, right? Jason Tatum, by virtue of being first team all NBA, as we expect, is going to be a considered a top five player in the league. Even if you say, nah, no, that's you know, he's top 10, whatever. You can put those guys within the top 15 or 20, but they need to understand that they are at their best when they're working with each other. And not taking turns. They understand they have to understand that they're at their best, not by saying Jason Tatum has to get the ball all the time at the end, by just running their damn offense. And yeah, is Jason Tatum against Tobias Harris the best matchup? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, a lot of times it is. But hey, let's run a little bit of offense here and just work it around and, and make sure. And then I'll go back to Marcus Smart on this. You're the point guard. You gotta make sure that like Let's run some stuff through Jalen sometimes in the fourth quarter. But and, and but more than that, those two guys have to understand, like, we're just looking for opportunities to break down weaknesses in their defense. Not necessarily chase bad matchups, but work the ball around, see, oh, there's an opening here, boom, go take it. It's just it's a little bit of a a shift in the mentality. And maybe some people might say it's semantics. I see the difference in saying work the ball, create cracks in the defense, and let these two guys exploit the cracks versus just go find the, the, the matchup to exploit and then try to break that down. Because too often it's just Tatum against this guy and, and it, it just becomes nothing else. And, and because of that, you get a situation like you did at the end of the game because it just default into the habit. The habits are... Tatum versus everybody else. And and you just don't want that to be the absolute habit. You want you want everybody to feel empowered. You want to feel like you can move the ball. You feel like everybody can touch it. You feel like you can you can dominate cuz when everybody's doing that and you're playing that style, it doesn't you you will never come down to the last second shot or you will rarely come down to a last second shot because you'll have played such great basketball that you will win easily. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that, you know, earlier you said, you know, the Celtics kind of haven't reached their potential yet. And it's like, at least you hope they haven't because they may have in November. <laughs> like that might have been that, but that might have been the potential of this team uh, that, that, that they met at that point. But but and and because that looked like what you're talking about, right, that looked like um, guys exploiting the cracks in the defense that looked like the ball whipping around that looked like all of that stuff. I mean, you and I were, you know, it's interesting. You and I were texting earlier today and, and you, you know, you brought up that you would like to see more Tatum and Brown pick and roll. And, you know, I, I went and looked and it was like, 
I mean, Gabe Vincent is running more pick and roll than either player. Like Austin Reeves is running more pick and roll than Jalen Brown. Like, like, yeah, it's they're not playing much of that right now. Like that just, you know, it's like a few possessions a game for both of them. And I don't know. It feels like 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 you say, like kind of a missed opportunity there. As I said on last night's podcast, I don't care that it brings up PJ Tucker. Okay. In that situation, I'll repeat for the people who didn't listen yesterday. Derek White can hold the corner. He's a good enough shooter where he can hold the corner. Uh, Jalen Brown can come up and set the pick. And you say, oh, well, now you're going to get P.J. Tucker on Jason Tatum. Okay, well, that's still single coverage. So Tatum now has single coverage, and he can rise up and shoot over that. Or Jalen Brown also has single coverage. And if they decide to come up and double off of that, who are they doubling off of, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's just there's there's another step for these guys to take. It's infuriating sometimes, and it really is infuriating in the moment because you're like, guys, you know this, you know this. Joe Missoula knows that you want to get more than one possession in that spot. I think Joe gets so caught up in the moment, it's like, all right, let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. like I've said before earlier this season. So I think Joe needs to almost kind of disconnect himself from the game a little bit and understand that his job isn't to be so crazy intense and focused. His job is actually to be like, all right, big picture, what's working, what's not. And let those guys on the floor be hyper, hyper focused. And you'd be like, hey, something's off here. We're not, you know, like you actually have to take a little step back and see the whole picture. And, you know, Joe was a point guard. He yeah. should know this. He should know this. I think that well, first year or, or point guards are hyper-focused, right? Like, sure, sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the coaches need to have the bigger picture. They need to understand, like, the, the guys on the floor have kind of, like, you can call the play. I think sometimes Joe maybe gets a little too, maybe tunnel vision is Hmm. blinders on a little bit. Like he, maybe he is thinking too much like a point guard. Maybe that was, maybe that I I stumbled into something there. Maybe because he was a point guard that he kind of like is so focused on that, that play. Like, Hey Joe, you come on. You you remember timeouts? Let's go. And I'm not, I'm really not saying that to be like, Joe Nova calls timeouts because I don't want to have that whole thing, but, in the situation, that was kind of what he needed to do. <laughs> oh. yeah. But everybody, everybody's learning, and that's what sucks because this is the semifinals. And you yeah. hope that the lessons don't cost too much down the road. Still think the Celtics are going to beat the Sixers. Still think the Celtics are going to beat the Sixers. But did learning this lesson cost them? Because now you got to go back to Philly and play an extra game. You had that game. You were going to steal it. You came all the way back and you had that opportunity and you, it's, you went from, oh God, it'd be so great if they steal this game to, oh my God, they blew this game. You don't want to have those, those blown games. Now you have another, we're back to a blown game against the Hawks, blown game against the Sixers. Now you're going to face theoretically kind of two blown games against the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. And theoretically now, like you look at the Miami all right. Well, Miami, what's the thing about Miami? They play hard. Yeah. They play hard. They're going to make you work. So 
I don't know. Maybe that'd be better. Maybe that'd be better for the Celtics because you know you got to come with it every day or else you're going to get worked. Yeah. You know, the Celtics The Celtics have the half that they had in, in game five or game four in Philly there against Miami. And Jimmy Butler is going to roast them for 30 points in the half and it's going to be bad. So, sorry. I mean, God, I knew, I knew you didn't want to play Miami. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, that, that'll do it. That'll do it. We're going to wrap it up there. I feel like I feel like that game really needed two podcasts to fully process through what they went through at the end because th- those those are just mistakes that shouldn't have been made. All right, Tom, thanks for hopping on, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you uh, hopping on. If you're new, welcome aboard. Everydayers, love you. I love that you're here Monday through Friday to check out the podcast. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully I don't have to do a bonus podcast over the weekend. Celtics play on Tuesday night. Then they play on Thursday night and I want that to be done. All right. Celtics in six. I'm standing by it. So make sure you're subscribed, get that podcast dropped directly to your device on whichever app you use to listen to podcasts or watch the show on YouTube. You can get that little extra bit from the breakdown and all of that stuff and, uh, hop in the comments section. And everybody who's an everydayer, share the podcast. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Tell people they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day.